630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. All right, thanks a lot for checking in tonight. So the latest speculation about the NHL perhaps starting around January 15th with a 52 or 56 game season. A lot of waiting, of course. Western Hockey League hoping to start up in the new year. Alberta Junior Hockey League currently on pause, hoping to resume sometime after Christmas. And uh, the American Hockey League also hoping to start sometime in 2021. And that's going to be the theme here in our next hour. We'll talk to a couple Edmonton area products who have been playing uh, primarily in the American Hockey League in recent seasons. And that's where they have deals for the upcoming year whenever it starts. And I'm always excited to have this next gentleman on the show. I've been interviewing him off and on since he was an Edmonton Oil King. And uh, it is Keegan Lowe checking in on the line tonight. Keegan, thanks for making time for me, man. How are you doing? I'm great, thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it is nice to talk to you. I, it's it's nice to talk to you. I, I remember, uh, I think usually I would interview you when I was filling in for Bob on Oilers Now because I was producing that show on uh, some pretty incredible Edmonton Oil Kings team. So you were on the team that won the championship uh, went to the Memorial Cup, and then you were on the team that I think Portland beat you guys, and then the next year you were a pro, and then that was the Memorial Cup team. So you were part of – I mean, that, that was such an incredible run with those teams with, with Laxdahl coaching, and it had you, Lazar, and Pesic and Reinhardt, St. Croix. I'm missing guys, but, but that was such a great lineup. Yeah, I know for sure. It was uh... – you're, you're definitely missing a bunch here. Tons of great players on those teams. Uh, lots of them still playing. And, yeah, it was unfortunate. I mean, fortunately, I turned pro after that year. But, unfortunately, I wasn't part of the Memorial Cup team. But it was great to see them come through because it had been, you know, a, a few years of grinding and, you know, back-to-back-to-back finals against Portland. It was uh, pretty cool now thinking back on it, actually. Yeah, it's pretty tough to make the final two years in a row in junior hockey because it can go in cycles and for the same teams to be in it against each other three years in a row was pretty incredible. Now you, uh, I understand there's been a recent addition to the low family roster. What's the story there? <laughs> yeah, no, uh, my first son, uh, first child actually was born in June. His name's Ledger. And, uh, you know, in, in all these crazy times that we're living in these days, it's been, uh, definitely passing the time real quick he's coming up on six months old in a few days and uh i can't believe how quickly it's gone by actually considering the circumstances well that's that's a unique name i I like the sound of that ledger low who came up with that were you were were you going through baby name books or where was the inspiration uh you know what i i don't know exactly where it was found it was found by my wife and as soon as she told me the idea um I loved it right away and we you know we kept trying to build the list and think of other options and we just couldn't find anything that we liked as much as that so it's definitely unique and uh yeah I'm really happy with it <laughs> yeah good stuff well I hope that that part of your life is going well the professional side of your life as, as for a lot of people is pretty crazy and, and unpredictable take me back to, to the middle of March you're, you're playing for the Bakersfield Condors and you know, we're hearing for weeks about this virus and what's going to happen, and then it's just like, okay, sorry, guys, uh, no no hockey. What was, what were those those days for you like when it kind of all got shut down? You know, it it was completely surreal. Nothing, nothing that was happening, you know, it was hard to believe what was going on, but 
Uh, obviously, we had heard about the virus and, you know, what it was doing over in China. And I had buddies on uh, the team there in the KHL in China that had already had to re- relocate to Russia for the rest of the season and get out of the country. So we knew it was a real thing. Um, but it never, I mean, like everybody else over here, they probably were like me and thinking, oh, you know, it's, it's not going to make it over here as bad as it did there. And then cases started popping up, but it still didn't seem to be that bad. Uh, we were on a trip. We were on the plane flying from Los Angeles or, or Bakersfield to Los Angeles. And then we were going to Grand Rapids, Michigan to play the the Griffins. And what happens is, you know, usually one of the guys bucks up and gets buys the Wi-Fi on the plane so the guys can keep up with, you know, scores and sports and whatever's going on. It happened to be me on that flight. We're playing cards and I, I'm reading my Twitter feed and, and I see uh, the whole NBA with Rudy Gobert and the, the doctor was running on the court and the, and the game was to be postponed. And then all of a sudden the NBA season is, is suspended and we're all like, what is going on? We can't believe it. We land in Grand Rapids and, and the next morning, you know, we, we assumed if the NBA stopped that the NHL was going to stop and then we were going to stop. And we kind of, everybody woke up for breakfast the next morning waiting for that meeting to happen and we got the word and, and then we made our journey back to Bakersfield uh, through all the different airports and buses in America, it felt like. But uh, we got back home safely. Yeah, quite a time. And, I mean, what it's been, I don't even know how long it's been. I guess we're coming up about 10 months already. That's like, that. that that's that's a long time. What have you been doing to, to sort of stay in shape and, and uh, and keep sharp. I mean, I and look. I know you're in great shape, and and pro hockey players are in great shape. But this is a this is a long off season. It's got to feel a little different. Yeah, it's, def- it's definitely different. I mean, you nailed it right there. I mean, I think right when the season was suspended, and it was never really, or our season at least, the American League was never really officially canceled for a few months after. Um, that kind of gave you the motivation to stay in shape and keep working hard and. Obviously, nobody was able to skate at that time. So just do what you can to stay in shape that if we did start, uh, you know, you weren't going to be too far behind. And then when, when it got canceled and uh, and we knew it was going to be a long off season, it's definitely, it's definitely been something where you, you don't want to burn yourself out because, like you said, you, our normal off season is three, four months and you're able to go hard and, you know, try and, make back everything that you lost injuries you had during the season, but you also don't want to be burnt out when the season comes. So uh, we've definitely had to change things up a little bit compared to normally. And with everything going on and all the restrictions, you know, gyms have been closed and open and then you've been allowed to skate and you haven't been allowed to skate. So um, it's definitely keeping us on our toes and, and, uh, but, but it's been okay so far. I haven't, haven't hit the wall yet, and I'm hoping I can make it through the last stretch here, and uh, the excitement will continue to build. Yeah, Keegan Lowe joining us tonight on Inside Sports. Well, I like guys have been skating because I had Jake DeBrusque on, and he'd been skating with Johnny Boychuk and some other guys. But I so could you? Is there any ice for you now? Can you go out with just a couple people, or is like, or is everything close to you? No, you're still around right now. I think with the the newest restrictions, uh, it's kind of just one on one-on-one um so you know i think you can have four guys on the ice as long as you're staying in your own area and working on stuff so we're still allowed out there 
uh, you're able to get what you can get done. But until these new restrictions came in place, yeah, like all the pros in Edmonton were getting together and skating. We were doing, you know, some sort of practices. I know I was running a few practices with, you know, close to 20 guys that we were all out there, you know, just trying to stay ready for whenever it comes for a, for a shotgun start of a season and probably a sprint of a season, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be a quick season, probably a lot of games and not a lot of time. So we have to be ready. We're playing some four on four and stuff, you know, you have to continue to try and have fun with it too. We can't just be begging ourselves because uh, like you said, it's been a long time of, of not a lot going on. Yeah, well, you're right there, and and some changes for you uh, as well. I mean, you were in the Oilers system for the last few years. Uh, you got into a couple of games with the Oilers in 17-18, uh, about, about a couple hundred games with the Bakersfield Condors. Uh, now San Diego. Just tell us about signing with the Gulls. Yeah, it was, uh, I'm, I'm super excited, to be honest. Um, you know, it was, a, it was a tough decision for me. Uh, leaving Bakersfield because I love my time there. Everybody's awesome from, you know, some of the team, best teammates I've ever had, the staff, the coaches, everything was great. I can't say enough good things working under Dave Manson as a defensive coach. I think no young decor uh, as far as NHL prospects goes are in better hands than, than those guys are with, uh, with Mance. He's been even on a guy like me who's, probably not considered a young prospect anymore, even a prospect at all. He's had a uh, tremendous impact on my career. And so, so it's tough to leave those things, but you know, in the last few years, the Gulls have been one of our rivals and they've, they've, uh, I've always loved the way they play. They play hard. They always have gritty teams and, and uh, they've always been good games. So it'll be interesting. It'll be exciting to be on the other side and go against the, you know, the old team a little bit. Yeah, well, and I was saying how if there's a Canadian division in the NHL, they're going to be playing each other eight, nine, ten times a season, but the, the AHL already kind of uses that format, so you're used to seeing the same teams over and over again. Uh, life life in California, and, you know, with your with your career and, uh, and, you know, obviously moving around with your dad a bit when you were younger, you've seen a few different parts of Canada and the United States. How have you enjoyed life in California? And I guess I'll ask that both from the, the life perspective and from the hockey perspective, because obviously we know south of the border, hockey is not the number one sport like it is in Canada. Yeah, no, for sure. You know what? I've, I've enjoyed my time um, in California. The last three years have been awesome for me. You know, Bakersfield, it's interesting as far as life goes, it has a lot of similarities to a city like Edmonton. Obviously the climate, they're completely different. But oil and gas is, and farming are their two major industries in Bakersfield. So you, you actually meet a lot of people that are from Alberta or have been to Edmonton or Fort McMurray. So there's a lot of connections there. Um, as far as the hockey goes, it's, uh, you know, that division is great. The travel's easy. You're, you're never more than four hours away from, on a bus away from your home, with the exception of a few teams that you fly to, like uh, Colorado, the Eagles there, and and Tucson, but, um, you know, it's a, it's a great, great division. And, and the fans are, the fans are surprisingly good. I know there's a couple of teams that are struggling a little bit, but in Bakersfield, the fans are great. We had some, you know, you had the loyal fans that are there all the time, but on the weekends, you know, the barn can get pretty full and Ontario's great. San Diego has a huge following as far as uh, fans go. They're always, it's always, you know, a super, super active rink and they love their hockey down there. So, it's been great. Yeah, I've played in a few 
two different cities. Obviously, St. John's there with the ice caps. Um, that was an unbelievable experience as well in its own. Yeah. All right, and I, I got to ask you this because uh, we found out a few months ago that your dad's going into the Hockey Hall of Fame. He would have already been inducted if we would have had a normal season. They had to postpone the 2020 induction to sometime next year. Tell us about uh, your, your first conversation with him after he found out he was going in. Oh, that was yeah, that was an awesome day. Um, to tell you the truth, my dad and I had never, I had never talked about that with anybody other than my dad's mother who passed away uh, just over a year ago last summer. And, uh, you know, she was always talking to me, you know, I think this is his year. I think this is his year. And I was always, you know, just saying, yeah, I hope so too, but you never know. And uh, I was driving in my car when my dad called me. I, I had knew that it was coming around that day, um, the, the inductions or the announcements but I didn't know it was that day exactly. And he called me and it was just like a normal call. What are you up to today? What have you been up to? He was in town. He wanted to see his new grandson. And, uh, and he was, he was out in the yard doing yard work and we had talked for almost 10 minutes on the phone. And then at the end, he's like, Hey, Oh yeah. By the way, Lanny McDonald called me today. And I was like, "What?" And what did he say? And he's like, (laughs) He told me that I'm one of the newest members of the Hockey Hall of Fame, and my heart just dropped. I was I was so proud of him, so happy for him. I was like, don't you think you could have led the led the phone call with that? But that's just so him right there. He he never wants to talk about himself, um, and, but he but he thought he should slide it in because we probably should have celebrated that night, and we did. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, Keegan, hey, I'm glad we're uh, we're continuing our uh, our interview relationship. <laughs> It's, it's nice to have you on the show again and, and all the best with the San Diego Gulls, another chapter in, in, uh, in your career. And uh, hopefully, you know, things are going in the AHL sooner rather than later. The games are good and the players and the fans are safe, man. And congratulations on, uh, on Ledger joining the family too. That's awesome, man. All the best. Yeah. Thanks so much, Reed. Appreciate you having me on. That is Keegan Lowe checking in tonight on Inside Sports. He's, uh, as he told you, been working out skating in Edmonton, getting ready for uh, for the start of that season. After three years with Bakersfield, he's moving on to play for the San Diego Gulls. It is 20 after 7, Inside Sports on Chet. Good to have you tuning in tonight. Nice to catch up with Keegan Lowe, now of the San Diego Gulls. Keegan drafted by Carolina, 73rd back in 2011. Two NHL games with Carolina and uh, two with the Oilers. He's played in the AHL for Charlotte, St. John's, and Bakersfield. Now moving on to San Diego. We're going to have Ryan Stanton on the show, who was a uh, Condors teammate of uh, Keegan in the past. And uh, I got to talk to Ryan a couple times a few years ago when he was in Oilers camp. He's always a really good interview, and he's been getting ready and waiting in St. Albert. And I believe he has a couple of young ones in his family, too. uh, Keegan Lowe was telling you how uh, Ledger was born over the summer. And uh, I believe Ryan Stanton has a couple future athletes in his family, too. 780-496-0000. 
If you want to get in touch tonight, speculation now about the NHL season starting around January 15th, 52 or 56 game season. Elliot Friedman spoke about that earlier today on Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. You can get the full interview by uh, signing up for Bob's podcast or going to the show page on 630Ched.com. The NBA schedule is out for part of the season. They're going to play 72 games. They've put out a schedule that runs from December 22nd to March 4th, and it includes 37 or 38 games for each club, and then they'll announce the rest of the schedule around March 4th. So that's how they're going to do that. Don't forget the 50-50 draw tomorrow online at esks.com to help amateur football, the Golden Bears, Huskies, and Wildcats. You can buy your tickets on the website between 10 and 8. The Wildcats throwing in a little pot sweetener. The winner of the 50-50 draw will also get dinner with Cavis Reed and Blake Dermott at Chop Steakhouse. This will be down the road when it's a little safer to gather again. And uh, the Wildcats have asked me to come along uh as well to do a little bit of a hot stove with Blake and Cavus. So I'm looking forward to that whenever we can, uh, we can do that quick timeout back with Ryan Stanton. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. The World Juniors still set to begin on Christmas Day at Rogers Place. Canada's first game will be on Boxing Day. Canada will be able to resume team activities. uh, What are we looking at in a couple days after going into that 14-day quarantine because a couple of positive tests. Yes, we we are doing a lot of waiting in the sports world. We do have the National Football League, NCAA football, some other things uh, going on. The NBA has a schedule out, but a lot of the usual teams and leagues we're following on December 4th are not in action. We just had Keegan Lowan, who's been spending his time here in Edmonton after three seasons with the Bakersfield Condors. He's going to the San Diego Gulls, and our next guest is coming back to the Bakersfield Condors. He's checking in from St. Albert tonight. It is Ryan Stanton on the line. Hey, Ryan, you're on with Reed. How's it going? I'm good. How are you doing? Doing well. You know, under different circumstances, we would have had you make the trek to the 630 Ched studio and we would have sat down and done this face-to-face, but uh, (laughs) that's not the situation right now. How how are you keeping sharp in St. Albert, man? I'm doing good. Uh, Got, uh, we had another... uh little kid this summer so we got two kids now so uh, they've been keeping us busy and just uh grinding away every day and i've been at rogers skating and skating with the oilers so that's been a been good for me who's all been out there uh it's me ennis nurse dry chasen uh both the russells Stuart skinner and i think there's a handful of guys who are going to start up next week so it's uh it's been a good group always always nice when you can get out and skate with those guys it's obviously obviously good for the upcoming season yeah well obviously dry coming off uh, you know a decent year i guess we'll grant yeah. <laughs> decent year, yeah he looks but... pretty good out there yeah still looks sharp <laughs> yeah i think uh, i think he'll be okay coming into next season He's uh, he he's a motivated guy, and I think he's one of those players that's going to take um, probably losing to Chicago uh, a little bit 
personally and try to do something about it when he, when he gets when he gets back out there. You know, Ennis obviously uh, from uh, from Edmonton, and you grew up in St. Albert. Did you and Tyler know each other before the NHL? Were there any connections there? Yeah, I've. I mean, I knew him just from playing against him and did, like skating with him in the summer. We always did Perry Perns together and whatnot. So I've always kind of kind of known him and know, known who he is. We're the same same year. He played for KC and I played for St. Albert, obviously. So we played against each other a bunch in minor hockey. And I mean, he was obviously pretty unreal then, and I mean, still is. But yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Well, so what? I, I'll kind of ask you a couple of the same questions I, I, I asked Keegan because you're going through. You you spent last season with the Ontario Reign, so another AHL team in California, and the second week of March hits and everything hits the fan with with the pandemic. So what was it like for you and your teammates those few days finding out all of a sudden your season's not going to get finished? Yeah, it was pretty crazy. I remember that basketball, the basketball got canceled that night and then we had a practice the next morning and I was like, what's, what's going to go on here? And sure enough, went in and they basically, the coach said, we got to send you guys all home. And then we didn't really hear much for a while. They just told us at one point to come, grab her gear and you know hit the road basically and my wife was about seven eight months pregnant at the time and then we had a little a little daughter so and my wife didn't want to go through the LAX airport which is fair so we drove home 30 hours me my pregnant wife and our little daughter who hates the car seat in the back of the car so it was quite the trek Oh jeez! Well, you you made it back safe and sound did you try to keep skating and and working out right away in March did, did you wait and see a little bit I'm just wondering what, what you tried to do initially yeah I didn't I didn't keep skating I tried to just keep working out and stay in some sort of shape but I mean I had a pretty good feeling that for sure the AHL wasn't going to continue you're just kind of from what you're seeing seeing around the world type thing so you know I figured we'd probably be done but I was still I was just working out I was working out at home here in St. Albert and you know just just in case the possibility we'd continue and then once I heard that I took a little bit of time off and then just kind of started started back up by working out with some guys from around here. Did you did you watch a lot of the playoffs when they were on? Yeah I watched a decent amount I mean I, I tuned into uh, a good good chunk of it I'd say. Yeah. Anything anything strike you about either seeing games in a neutral site than an empty rink like that or, or any players that uh, I mean obviously there's a lot of great players and a lot of great defensemen, but anybody that really caught your eye? Yeah, I mean obviously, obviously it was it was weird compared to other years. I mean I always tune in for the playoffs and you know, I think the the atmosphere in playoffs is crazy, so it was it was definitely a little different watching it in front of uh an empty rink. I'm not sure what it was like to be out there, but it's, I'm sure it had a different feel for the guys too. But and as far as players who caught my eye, I mean, obviously everyone on Tampa they got a bit of a powerhouse there. But Braden Point, the guy from Moose Jaw, I played there right before he played there, and thought he was pretty pretty big part of the win. And then I mean, I, I figured I thought Hedman was was dominant all playoffs long and was a another big reason for their success. Yeah. Well, and it's it's really interesting to me, Ryan, watching some of the younger defensemen in the league now. You mentioned Hedman and then guys even younger than him like Haskinen and uh and McCarr and Hughes on Vancouver, like guys who've been drafted in the last three or four years who are like already Norris trophy contenders and uh like like they can just fly. Like they, they go back and get the puck and it's it's going the other way so quickly. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, the way guys can skate now, I was actually talking to Chris Russell the other day in the room there, and he was just saying, like, that's the biggest difference of, like, D-man from when he came in and even from when I came in. Like, the way guys can skate now, it's crazy. I mean, I, I wish I could skate like that, but they, I mean, they make it just so effortless. And, like, guys like McCarr and Hughes, like you said, they just get up and down, up and down the ice. It's, like, effortless. It seems like they could play a full 60 minutes without ever losing their breath. Brian Stanton joining us tonight on Inside Sports. I mentioned you spent last year with the Ontario Reign. You were a couple of years in the Oilers organization previously with Bakersfield. Now you're coming back to the Condors. Tell me a little bit about landing that deal. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely exciting. Uh, I really like my time in Bakersfield and like the, uh, the the coaches and the group of guys and the training staff and everything. So, you know, when they... When they called my agent and I talked to them, I was uh, pretty excited for the opportunity and, you know, looking forward to going back. There's still some familiar faces around there, and I think we should have a pretty good team. And, you know, hopefully uh, hopefully get going pretty soon here. It's been quite the layoff. Well, and there's a chance. We don't know for sure because we don't know anything for sure. <laughs> but there's a chance you guys could play in Canada, right? I mean, maybe maybe you play your home games I mean, maybe you get to play your home games in Edmonton, right? If they move those AHL teams that are affiliated with Canadian teams to Canada. Yeah, I've heard rumblings about that. Obviously, being selfish, I'd I'd love that because I'd be able to stay at home here, and you know, my wife would like that even more. But uh, I'm not too sure what they're going to do. It seems like there's still a lot to figure out. Obviously, with guys getting called up in the quarantining and and all that and I got no clue what the uh, end play is going to be here but uh, you know that'd be pretty cool if I was able to, to play one year in my uh, hometown for sure yeah absolutely yeah you mentioned Moose Jaw I, I, I want to go back to to some of your experiences there obviously one of those markets in the WHL where you know it's not a huge city it's not the Vancouver's or the Edmonton's or Calgary's um, but I mean, what when like if you're a Moose Jaw warrior, are you like the are you guys the 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 big dogs on the block there? Or tell me a little bit about about being a WHL player in Moose Jaw. Yeah, for sure. I was I thought it was a, an awesome place to play in the uh, the old Crush Can there. I'm not sure if you've ever been there, but it's quite the rank. They I think my last year, my 20 year old year, was the last year it was open. But uh, it was an awesome place to play. I had uh, great billets, uh, Heather and Larry Hoyes. I had them for four years and. You know, you're you're treated good. You felt you know you felt special playing out a, a city like Moose Jaw. That we had great fans, and you know you'd go out and you know people would recognize you at restaurant when you're a young kid. You think that's pretty cool. I'm not sure you get get that same experience in some of the bigger markets, but uh, you know I wouldn't I wouldn't trade it for anything. And I you know I think I came a long way as a player from when I was first started to when I left there. And I, I believe. Uh... 2010 was your last year and I think you guys were the number eight seed and did you not take a heavily favored Calgary team all the way to game seven do I have the right year yeah yeah we actually went up on them 3-1 our goalie was uh standing on his head and you know sure enough they came back I think they actually ended up winning that year I mean they were out shooting us like 55 to 15 every game but somehow we we snuck out three wins and I thought we thought we might have uh, might have had him but it but it wasn't to be I think that that was uh, I, we were never great when it, when I was there they got pretty good after I left funny enough but uh, <laughs> they had uh, like Morgan Riley came through and they had Point and Howden and some of those guys and they got pretty good after I left but we were we were pretty average the whole four years I was there 
Well, Calgary only, I've just checked, Calgary only lost uh, four other playoff games the rest of the way. You guys beat them three, three times, so you definitely gave them a scare. You know, Ryan, you, like you're, to me, you're, you're an interesting story. You, you've shown a lot of resilience. You've never given up. You've, uh, hockey's taken you to a few different cities along the way here. And like it started out a moose job because you weren't, you weren't drafted. So I'm wondering back then in the summer of 2010, I don't know what your options were. Like, was it obvious you'd go pro? Did you think about doing, you know, Canada West, like a U of A or UFC or something like that? I'm just, cause that must've been a pretty, that's a pretty pivotal time in your life. I think looking back 10 years. Yeah, for sure. It was actually, I was never, yeah, I was never drafted in the Western league. And then I played the uh, four years. I didn't have an agent. I hadn't talked to any NHL teams until my 20 year old year and after christmas i find i talked to my gm and moose jaw and i was talking i was talking to u of a and i was talking to another team out east and i thought for sure i was going to go cis and I had a pretty good first half of the year i was playing with travis hamannick and had a good first half or whatever there and then i guess a few teams became interested and you know, I, I got my agent and I, I signed with Chicago and then it just kind of rolled from there. But yeah, not in a, not in a million years that I ever think I was going to be, you know, play, play some couple years in the NHL and, and done what I've done with hockey. I've gotten pretty lucky for sure. And, you know, I was never a big name, never drafted or anything like that, but, uh, you know, hockey's given me some, some pretty great opportunities and I've met a lot of good people along the way. How do you sort of approach your role with a with a team now? I mean, look, you're 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 31, so you're not ancient, but you know maybe you're going to play more games in NHL down the road. Maybe you won't, but you're clearly loving what you do. So how do you how do you approach sort of who who do you want to be when you walk into the dressing room every day and go out on the ice for practice? I just want to be a guy. You know, I want to go in, and you know, I think I can still still play but you know i want to go in there obviously i'm an older guy and i you know i want to be a leader and a guy on the back end there who some of the younger guys edmonton's got a great crop of young guys coming up on d and just you know somebody they can balance questions off of and somebody they can kind of you know try and do things the right way and try and you know be a be a bit of a role model for those guys so it's you know i i like like that role and you know i think that's kind of what they expect me expect of me and i'm uh, looking forward to it well you would have spent time with caleb jones and ethan bear who are now both uh, on on the Oilers roster tell me what you saw from those young men when you were condor's teammates with them yeah you could tell right away with both those guys they're both good kids who work hard you got a a ton of skill and like like the other guys we talked about there earlier they can both skate so well right and uh they moved the puck well and you know i could tell right away as soon as they came in they took a little bit of time to you know just adapt to the pro and kind of understand how things work but i think they made some some big strides especially in that second year and then i mean bears was insane i remember wa- actually watching him in in playoffs last year in the in the bubble there and i didn't watch like a ton i'd see you know see a little bit of him here and there throughout the regular season but i he came so far just from like when i was with him in bakersfield like it's he was you know he was almost a better player in the nhl than i'd even seen in the a but he definitely has the talent and uh, you know i think he has a very bright future ahead of him 
Yeah, absolutely. Well said. Ryan, it's great to catch up with you. Uh, you know, Good for you spending time here in St. Albert while you're getting ready to go wherever and whenever that's going to be. I'll have a, co- a little bit of fun here at the end. Better golf courses, St. Albert or Bakersfield? <laughs> oh, that's tough. I mean, if you expand St. Albert to Edmonton, then for sure Edmonton. But St. Albert doesn't have a ton. I'm going to go I'll, I'll Bakersfield. Uh, better restaurants, St. Albert or Bakersfield? Oof, uh, Bakersfield. Bakersfield gets the slight edge. You yeah, have to think about it the way. <laughs> yeah, right. St. Albert doesn't have a ton of great. I mean, they have a few, but the Bakersfield actually has some sneaky, pretty good spots. So I'll, I'll go Bakersfield there. Well, what kind of, is like? Is there a lot of uh, Mexican or Southwest down there? What do they have? Yeah, they got a couple good Italian spots, a couple good Mexican. They actually have a pretty good sushi spot, believe it or not, downtown too. Oh, nice. Okay. Well, Ryan, thanks for checking in. We got to talk a couple times while you were in Oilers camp, and, and I really enjoyed it, and I enjoyed this chat tonight. You got a great story, and I can tell you, you know, you love what you're doing for a living here. So thanks a lot for checking in, and I'm sure we'll talk once the Condors get going. Really appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks for having me on, and uh, hopefully uh, see you soon here. Right on. That is Ryan Stanton, defenseman for the Bakersfield Condors on the show tonight, back with the Condors after one year with the Ontario Reign. Uh, 120 NHL games for Ryan over the years, most of them with the Vancouver Canucks. Inside Sports on 630 Chad, back after this quick break. That was really cool to catch up with Keegan Lowe and Ryan Stanton. Had Tony Gabriel on the show earlier. Tony Gabriel, the legendary CFL receiver, has a petition online to make uh, Terry Fox the person featured on the Canadian $5 bill. Terry Fox is one of eight finalists. I tweeted out a link to the petition, and if you just give a Google for Bank of Canada $5 bill, you can read about all eight nominees, which is pretty cool. They're all very deserving, but uh, this being a, a sports show, we did a bit of a focus there on Terry Fox being promoted by uh, another athlete. Uh, again, the NHL news today, possibly the latest speculation now, a mid-January start with a 52 or 56 game season. The World Juniors set to start Christmas Day at Rogers Place. Dr. Dina Hinshaw, the province's chief medical officer of health, was asked uh, yesterday about the current outlook for the World Juniors. We have uh, been in discussions with Hockey Canada and, and continue to look both at our own case numbers as well as the protocols that have been proposed. Uh, even though the NHL bubble happened at a time when the case numbers in the province were much lower, uh, the ability to ensure that players within uh, that kind of bubble scenario stayed separated from community transmission and also did not bring in virus to put those in the community at risk. Uh, that model did show that that could happen. And so we're, we're continuing to have conversations with Hockey Canada to look at both our current situation and their protocols. Uh, and so I would say that um, that uh, decision has not been changed at this point. 
All right, a little bit there from uh, Dr. Hinshaw. So they, uh, you know, they, they got the bubble going for the World Juniors, and it should allow them, should allow them to be able to uh, have the tournament played coming up in uh, a few weeks. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. The number to uh, call or text. Somebody sent me a picture of their cat. Always surprising what's going to show up on the text line. And it is an actual cat. That's not a euphemism for uh, for something else. All right. So uh, going into the weekend, well, for me, it's going to be National Football League action. Looking forward to that on Sunday. I know there's some college basketball going on. I don't tend to watch a lot of that until the uh, until the tournament starts in March. And they, they didn't even have a tournament last year. Maybe I'll wind up following it a little more. The Browns and the Titans. I was texting with Jack Michaels earlier this week, and I said, who do you think the Browns are, are you know, how do you, how do you think they actually rank in the AFC? He goes, well, I don't think they could beat the Steelers, and I don't think they could beat the Chiefs. This is a test for them against the Titans. Cleveland at 8-3, and three, Tennessee at 8-3. and three. That's one of the 11 a.m. games on, uh, on Sunday. Rams and Cardinals is a big game in the NFC West race. I'm a Seahawks fan. They are uh, favored against the Giants. That's another two o'clock game on Sunday. Seahawks eight and three. Giants four and seven. Well, the Sunday nighter is the Broncos and the Chiefs. Broncos not having a great year. Chiefs are rolling along. I, I, I still think the Chiefs are the best team in the league. I know the Steelers are undefeated, but I think the Chiefs are the best team in the league. And then kind of a funny schedule Monday, Tuesday. There's going to be a doubleheader on Monday. Washington plays Pittsburgh in the afternoon. The Monday nighter is uh, the Bills and the 49ers. And then now the Cowboys and the Ravens, they are playing on Tuesday night. Buccaneers and Panthers have the week off. All right. Thanks to Dave Campbell, the producer. Producer of Inside Sports, your studio operator is Kellen Kennedy. It's Grogu time. Have a great weekend. Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.